You're listening to West Gippsland Week on your community radio, 103.1 3BR FM, and I'm Paul Strickland. You can listen again to some of our interviews or find things you might have missed by going to our podcast on Spotify or Google Podcasts by simply searching for West Gippsland Week. On an apparently ordinary-looking block in Druin, there is a quiet revolution going on, and it's all to do with gardening and sharing the products. I'm with uh, Joanna and Molly, who are part of a thing that you might not have heard of called Food Share, and um, I guess it's about uh, the difficulties that we've heard a lot about uh, in terms of uh, people getting enough food and being able to afford enough food. Thanks very much for your time, both of you. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Um, firstly, perhaps we'll start with Joanna. Tell us a little bit about uh, how this started. Sure. So the Food Share Project came about exactly as you said, recognising that there, within our region there was food insecurity and also that we had... Uh, incredible gardens with loads and loads of fruit and produce and how did we connect the two um, together and I'd I'd been at a meeting for my work so I work in the social community fields and we've been talking about food insecurity and children not having fresh fruit and veg at school and, and what we could do about it and then I had walked through our neighborhood and and seen these laden trees and and I know myself that we'd had produce that we simply couldn't use ourselves. We'd produce so much of one type of fruit at one time of the year, which tends to happen. You get all your tomatoes at once or your passion fruit at once or your lemons at once. And trying to think about how we could share that broader than just our family and make sure it didn't go to waste. And from that was the Food Share Project, the idea of sharing and swapping with our community. So, Molly... You've been involved in this pretty much um, since it started. Yes. What do you do with it? Um, I just help my mum normally pick the fruit and veg that we provide. And I really like this food share because it means if someone's hungry and they didn't have enough lunch or, or breakfast or whatever, they can just grab something and have something to eat if they're hungry. And I love that it really connects nature. So how do you decide how much to put out and, and what, what to put out? Um, normally me and my mum just provide whatever we can. So if we get tomatoes, we pick them and put... And if we get too much, we normally just put them in the food share box because it just helps. We grow things at home as well and, and you often get um, periods when everybody that you know is has tomatoes or zucchinis is a notorious one or, or um, whatever um, lemons is another notorious one I think mm-hmm. around this area mm-hmm. everyone seems to have lemons all of a sudden um, so um, and and finding somebody to take it you run out of family and mm-hmm. friends really don't mm-hmm. you that's that's kind of part of the basis of how this came about absolutely um in our family there are some fantastic growers and so i would offer my mum lemons and she'd say no i've got a bucket from somebody else or i've got my own or 
and so we would we started swapping a little bit with neighbors and and then we realized that people are actually already doing this this is nothing new what we're doing is we're trying to make it really visible and make it a really acceptable thing for people to do so um I noticed a little bit of hesitancy when we'd put out some of the produce we had on our on our front yard and I could understand that but people might not have been sure that that they were allowed to take it and we wanted to get rid of that so people just knew if it's in a yellow or orange tub then we can't do anything with it we've already made our jams our preserves we've shared and this is now excess that we want to share with our community and um, and that's that's sort of the difference between what other people might have been doing in the past is that we've just connected all those people together and and then from that we've learned a lot about how to preserve our fruit and veg which I think is something that it was at risk of dying out that knowledge of how do we make preserves how do we make our fruit and veg last throughout seasons where we're not producing it as you mentioned zucchinis you know if you get six on one day there's only so many you can eat so how do we preserve that and keep that and and within the food share project there's been a lot of sharing about knowledge of how to do things like I didn't know you could freeze avocados I wish we were lucky enough to have so many <laughs> growing we could freeze them but I didn't even know you could freeze avocados and so there's there's a, a, a community education as well around how do we preserve our produce um, and it's started out with, I guess, a few people in a neighbourhood, but it's kind of spread a bit now. Yes, that's right. Our block is a fantastic block, and this has brought us all a lot closer. We've been able to have a lot of conversations with our neighbours around it, and so that people could sort of start to see and get used to seeing the, the orange or yellow boxes around, there's a few people on our block that are already doing it and putting it out there. And then the Bobo Food Movement were absolutely brilliant in taking it to a wider audience. And now all of Bobo Shire can access it. There's plans, I know Latrobe are uh, interested in running something similar out that way. So it's, it's growing and we're hoping that one day it just becomes a normal way of life that we share amongst ourselves. I guess one of the interesting things might be that, that uh, it's kind of grown, developed in uh, what is really a fairly um, urban, suburban kind of area, um, and yet people are doing all of this growing basically in their suburban backyards. Absolutely. We're not on a big block, even though we're, we're in a regional area. Our block is fairly small, and we have learnt how to be more effective producers in a smaller space first thing is we don't grow things we're not going to eat we learned that lesson the hard way you'd be amazed though we've we've been very blessed on our block our neighbors have taken us into their backyards and it's just incredible what people are producing in small spaces at the moment and um, we we don't have a lot of space in our backyard so we're learning how to grow things up and make the most of sunlight and and good weather conditions Um, You've got your own vegetable garden. What do you grow in your vegetable garden? So while you're playing, you can just eat if you're hungry. I grow snow peas. I grow... I used to grow tomatoes in there. And I grow strawberries. They're very delicious. Strawberries are absolutely delicious. Um, And even more delicious when you can pick them off your own bushes, huh? Yeah. They taste better, don't they? They really do taste better. Because you provided them by yourself. 
Molly's um, vegetable garden has also filled our food box a few times. Molly's put snow peas out, strawberries out. Her tomato plants went nuts. They went nuts. Cherry tomatoes. So you're putting a lot of cherry tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) So she doesn't really need to eat. The ones I grow tend to go into the cooking. Molly grows vegetables just for herself to eat when she's outside playing and, and getting hungry. We've been into our neighbours' houses. What's some of the fruit and veg that you've noticed them growing? Um, I've been noticed some sunflower seeds that they provide, mm-hmm. some lemons and snow peas and very yummy things like carrots and asparagus and pineapple and pumpkin, and, it, and it's very nice. And we're even trying to grow a little bit inside. We've got vanilla beans that we're hoping to grow in our foyer. And we grow some herbs inside as well. So I think people are getting really creative with the space we've got, making it as productive as possible. I think that the days where you just had a, a attractive garden is not mo- the most common garden anymore. I think people are tending to have maybe a front yard that's more attractive uh, and got the flowers and plants that they like, but the backyard is, is becoming uh, productive areas, which is exactly what we've done. Um, and... Uh, you were saying before that because the neighbourhood has started working on this, you're even coordinating like uh, trees such that uh, uh, trees who need a, a pollinator nearby, you know, so you don't have space to have two of them in your backyard. So different backyards will nearby will grow pollinators to share the pollination, so to speak. Absolutely. We've, we've been talking about uh, exactly that. So if someone's interested in putting in a tree but you need... The, the pollinator or the male and female tree, whether we uh, share the, the space and have one each in our backyards. And we're also looking at what we're already growing to ensure that we're not, we're not all growing lemon trees and, and producing copious amount of lemons, that if someone's got a great lemon tree and they're, they're in the food share project, that we look at planting something like a mandarin or an orange or a lime so that we're, we're getting a broader variety of fruit and veg. And it's also producing at different times of the year. We haven't got a huge gluttony of lemons and oranges at one time that we're sort of staggering our production throughout the year. We are open to all sorts of ideas. So we have said that if there's someone who um, maybe they've got a, a disability or they're aged and they're, they're struggling to pick their own fruit, that they could get in touch. We might be able to work out some sort of neighbourhood arrangement where we go and help them uh, pick their fruit and veg. Uh, it's still in its early stages, but if we, if we sort of get the program embedded, that is absolutely an area where we could look at exploring, reaching out to programs like that. Uh, Oz Harvest and that sort of thing to see if they would like to get involved as well. We've also uh, said that if you've got one tree and you've got a fantastic, maybe a fantastic orange tree and that's all you've got and you don't want to have a food share box just for yourself, we're more than happy for people to share them amongst neighbours. So you might have a neighbour that's got uh, an amazing vegetable garden and they only want to use it at certain times that you can share a box between yourselves. Um, Okay, so... Uh, this has all kind of, as I said, grown like Topsy a little bit, um, but it's worked. It's now worked through the inevitable Facebook kind of contacts. Um, is there a website people can come to to initially get in touch? So they can contact Angela Greenall at angela.greenall, which is G-R-E-E-N-A-L-L, at wghg.com.au. 
and request one of the food share boxes, which will be delivered to you free of charge. There's no cost to get one of the boxes. They're food grade tubs that are provided by uh, the council uh, and they can be delivered to people's houses free of charge. They'll come with some information on the front so people walking by can have a look at the information on the front to understand what the project's about and there's a QR code that they can scan. There is a Facebook group and it's a closed Facebook group so if you search for Food Share Borbore, the Facebook group, and there's a small group at this stage of sharers who will post actually what they've got in their boxes and their addresses. So if you see one of those posts come up and think, oh, yeah, a bag of chestnuts would be lovely to roast, or there's been chilies, there's been vegetables, there's been fruit, there's been herbs, you can keep a, an eye on the Facebook page and have a look at what people are putting out. That's how people can get involved. And you can also just see them on the street. I think it's lovely. Um, one of the things that Molly will often do is play spot the yellow or orange box. Yes. <laughs> when you see one, what do you say? I say, spot the yellow or orange box. <laughs> so kids can be in the car and if they see one of these boxes with the poster on the front of it, they'll know that that's a food share box. And you can keep that in mind next time you drive past or if you're out walking the dog and you see one, help yourself to something that's in there. That's Joanna and Molly in Druin with their idea that's, uh, as I said, grown like Topsy. So keep your eye out for Food Share uh, and you can get in touch with angela.greenall at wghg.com.au if you would like to follow up and perhaps get one of those boxes for yourself and start sharing all that produce. Now here's sophisticated swing and dedicated to the Food Share people the good life. Oh, the good life Full of fun Seems to be the ideal Yes, the good life lets you hide all the sadness you feel Fall in love For you can't take the chance So be honest with yourself Don't try to fake romance It's the good life To be free and explore the unknown Like the heartaches when you learn, you must face them alone Please remember, I still want you And in case you wonder why Well, just wake up and kiss that good life Still want you And in case you 